cute and irresistible way in which Tika did it. And as he watched her that afternoon and wondered, a young bull ape who had been lazily foraging for food beneath the damp, matted carpet of decaying vegetation at the roots of a nearby tree lumbered awkwardly in Tika's direction. The other apes of the tribe of Kerchak moved listlessly about or lolled restfully in the midday heat of the equatorial jungle. From time to time, one or another of them had passed close to Tika, and Tarzan had been uninterested. Why was it then that his brows contracted and his muscles tensed as he saw Tog pause beside the young she and then squat down close to her? Tarzan always had liked Tog. Since childhood they had romped together. Side by side they had squatted near the water, their quick, strong fingers ready to leap forth and seize Pisa the fish, should that wary denizen of the cool depths dart surfaceward to the lure of the insects Tarzan tossed upon the face of the pool. Together they had baited Tublat and teased Numa the lion. Why then should Tarzan feel the rise of the short hairs at the nape of his neck merely because Tog sat close to Tika? It is true that Tog was no longer the frolicsome ape of yesterday. When his snarling muscles bared his giant fangs, no one could longer imagine that Tog was in as playful a mood as when he and Tarzan had rolled upon the turf in mimic battle. The Tog of today was a huge, sullen bull ape, somber and forbidding. Yet he and Tarzan never had quarreled. For a few minutes, the young ape-man watched Tog press closer to Tika. He saw the rough caress of the huge paw as it stroked the sleek shoulder of the she, and then Tarzan of the Apes slipped cat-like to the ground and approached the two. As he came, his upper lip curled into a snarl, exposing his fighting fangs, and a deep growl rumbled from his cavernous chest. Tog looked up, batting his bloodshot eyes. Tika half-raised herself and looked at Tarzan. Did she guess the cause of his perturbation? Who may say? At any rate, she was feminine, and so she reached up and scratched Tog behind one of his small, flat ears. Tarzan saw, and in the instant that he saw, Tika was no longer the little playmate of an hour ago. Instead, she was a wondrous thing, the most wondrous in the world, and a possession for which Tarzan would fight to the death against Tog or any other who dared question his right of proprietorship. Stooped, his muscles rigid, and one great shoulder turned toward the young bull, Tarzan of the Apes sidled nearer and nearer. His face was partly averted, but his keen gray eyes never left those of Tog, and as he came his growls increased in depth and volume. Tog rose upon his short legs, bristling. His fighting fangs were bared. He too sidled, stiff-legged, and growled. Tika is Tarzan's, said the ape-man in the low gutturals of the great anthropoids. Tika is Tog's, replied the bull-ape. Thaka and Numgo and Gunto, disturbed by the growlings of the two young bulls, looked up half apathetic, half interested. They were sleepy, but they sensed a fight. It would break the monotony of the humdrum jungle life they led. Coiled about his shoulders was Tarzan's long grass rope. In his hand was the hunting knife of the long-dead father he had never known. In Tog's little brain lay a great respect for the shiny bit of sharp metal which the ape boy knew so well how to use. With it had he slain Tublat, his fierce foster father, and Bolgani the gorilla. Tog knew these things, and so he came warily, circling about Tarzan in search of an opening. 
the latter made cautious because of his lesser bulk and the inferiority of his natural armament followed similar tactics for a time it seemed that the altercation would follow the way of the majority of such differences between members of the tribe and that one of them would finally lose interest and wander off to prosecute some other line of endeavor such might have been the end of it had the Cates' belli been other than it was but Tika was flattered at the attention that was being drawn to her and by the fact that these two young bulls were contemplating battle on her account such a thing never before had occurred in Tika's brief life she had seen other bulls battling for other and older shes and in the depth of her wild little heart she had longed for the day when the jungle grasses would be reddened with the blood of mortal combat for her fair sake so now she squatted upon her haunches and insulted both her admirers impartially she hurled taunts at them for their cowardice and called them vile names such as hista the snake and dango the hyena